How much of your success is determined by who you spend your time with? I think it's an interesting question for us to ponder as we celebrate the one-year anniversary of The Grit Show. Because y'all, that's some success that I've worked very hard for us to reach. And each and every one of you is part of it. Because without each of you listening and cheering me on, we never would have reached the one-year mark. So thank you for being part of this. And woohoo, we made it. (laughs) I'm very excited about that. Because only 10% of podcasts make it this far. Isn't that exciting? And as you know... Authentic Connections, my podcast network, was founded on the basis of trying to support more women being hosts of podcasts, getting into podcasting, and staying in podcasting. And so being able to reach the one-year mark of this show is definitely a part of that and something we're celebrating. So to celebrate this We have an exceptional guest today, unlike any other guest we've had, which is really hard to do because we've had some pretty outstanding guests. Today, we have my oldest friend, the friend that I have had for the longest, the longest amount of time. She has been my friend for probably 85, probably 85% of my life. That's a long time. I was talking to somebody else and they're like, oh yeah, any friend you've had for like 10, 20 years, like that's an old friend. And she definitely outlasts that number by far. So stick around today because you are going to hear stories from her that you won't get nowhere else. You will actually even hear the story of the only person I've ever slapped. She tells you that story, y'all, and I let you hear it (laughs) because nobody tells a story like Lori, and it's an honor that she came and is sharing these, these moments with you from our friendship and from our lives. But we also talk about the challenges of being an adult and finding new friendships when you are in your 30s and your 40s and how you find them and how you maintain them, how her and I have managed to maintain a friendship that has spanned four decades, because that is a pretty amazing accomplishment. So I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you're going to stick around so you can learn more about how much that exact percentage of your success is determined by who you spend your time with. You can hear these stories that Lori has to share and learn a little more about what it takes to find new friends, some of the ideas about finding new friends when you are later in life as an adult and making those friendships. Thank you for being here and helping us make it to the one-year mark. Welcome to The Great Show, where our focus is growth on purpose. I'm your host, Shauna Rodriguez, and I'm honored to be part of this community as we journey together with our grit intact to learn more about how to thrive and how to get the most out of life. It means a lot that you are here today. As you listen, I encourage you to think of who may appreciate the tidbits of knowledge we are sharing and to take a moment to pass this along to them. Everyone appreciates the friend that thinks of them, and these conversations are meant to be shared and to spark even more connections. There are some important things you need to know about today's guests, and they might not be the ones you would initially guess. I could tell you about the fact she has over 20 years of experience as a dental hygienist. And here's a little tip. I got to be one of her first clients when she was still in hygiene school. So I can tell you she's amazing at it, and she's been doing it for a little bit. 
She also has been a foster mom to more than 27 kids, which that is a pretty important aspect of who she is. She also has specialized in working with newborns and infants with unique needs. And that includes the ones who have been addicted from the time they came out of the womb and often come to her home with withdrawal symptoms that she and her family have been able to help and support them through. She's also the member at large for the Jackson County Foster Parent Association. She's done some amazing things, y'all. She's very involved with her church, and she's very involved with a lot of folks and being an amazing friend to them. But my favorite things about our guest today is her huge heart, the fact that she is always there for people and she is so giving. And when we talk about her being a foster parent, we can give you the impressive pieces about how many kids she's cared for and that she specializes in helping the newborns and little infants. What you won't know is these incredible stories about what she's done for the parents of these kids. The fact that when I was talking to her today before our interview, she was telling me the stories about the gifts that she was bringing to them when they were in programs that are helping to make it so they can keep their kids. That she was making sure they had what they needed to be successful. And she's often doing respite care for them so they can keep their kids because that's the reason why she's a foster parent is to keep families together. She is phenomenal. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Lori Leal, who I knew for decades as Lori Sarman. (laughs) And we are going to have an amazing conversation today because... It is the one year anniversary Yay! of the great show. Yes, I think we I think we should have like a special yes. sound for that. Do we Let's want do. to do a special sound for Let's that? Do Let's, Let's do it. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so she is here to celebrate with us because honestly, Lori is the Grit Show's biggest fan. Uh, absolutely, hands down. Yes, hands I'm impressed down. with that. And if you guys know, so I have the Authentic Connections Network. I know a thing or two about podcasts. And one of the things that I teach people in my network is that you have your initial fans that are your friends, that are people you know, and those people fade out, usually around episode 20, 25. And that's totally. when you get your replacement of the people that have heard about it, your true fans, and some of the tips and tricks we have to help you find your true audience. Because even... The love of my life, who was probably listening to this episode because Lori's on it. <laughs> and so he's listening for Lori more than me at this point. But, like, he gets busy. He loves me. But he hasn't listened to probably the last 15 episodes. Oh, <laughs> but Lori, Lori has listened to them because she is also a true fan as well as being. Yeah, my... and I have to. They're so awesome. <laughs> I love this. I they're love so this. different, but they're so, like, what you need. So it's really amazing. It's the grit show. It's what brings out the grit in us. I love it. I love it. And that's why I talked Lori into being our guest today, (laughs) which she is not somebody, she's like, what? So she stepped up and our topic, as you guys know, is about maintaining friendships and making friendships at our age and all those different pieces is the theme of the show, but it's also about celebrating the one year mark that the the great show has made it to one year. And so she can speak a little bit about the show and about doing that. So before we get to celebrating, yeah. I want for us to talk about, because have we known each other since what? Second grade. Second grade. <laughs> That's when I was thinking back. I was thinking, when did we probably knew each other in first grade, but I was, believe it or not, a little bit shy in first grade. <laughs> I'm not shy at all now, but 
in first grade, I think I would have been considered shy, but second grade, I realized that I don't have time for that, so we need to make some <laughs> friends. And I ran into Shauna, and we were like buddies, different classes, yes. but still, I think that's where it started. It started about second grade, yeah. yes. And we have, like, a long history. We've been through, like, the tough Very times long. of junior high and all this. One of my favorite things, Lori and I are forever friends. We named ourselves... Yes that forget best friend yes forget best friend and we decided in in high school that best friends were mercurial like they changed yeah they're totally. your best friend but it changed who your best friend were and so we didn't want to be best friends correct that we were forever we were friends. forever friends and that has worked out much better for us way better yeah because, because we are legit forever friends it doesn't stop yes and we could go back and name who our best friends were probably when we decided that who Absolutely. we neither of us really speak to correct <laughs> Exactly. But, but, but we are, <laughs> are forever friends. Are forever friends. And yep. so we are still friends. Yep. So, yes. Looks so, perfect. in the spirit of that, I think that we should share with the listeners a little bit one of our favorite stories from our book of friendship as we're talking about friendship for this episode. Yes. Yes, yes. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first, and I'm going to. Yes, okay. So, so I second. think. So, we're going to go. We're going to do an oldie, and then we're going to do a more recent one. So, my favorite oldie but goodie, and this is an oldie, goes back to sixth grade that I'm sure Laura remembers she was involved in this one. Her poor kids, her kids hear these stories. I think her, her kids are sick of me and these stories because I get together with her and I tell these stories. But one of my favorite stories is really an oldie back to sixth grade, I think. We were in the breezeway of our elementary school, and I had. It was sixth grade. I had my little boyfriend at the time. His name was Jeremy. Yep, he Jeremy. was my first boyfriend. Yep. And Jeremy and I had not kissed at this point <laughs> in time. And Lori had a plan to remedy this. Yeah. She was like this broker of like fixing the situation. And like, <laughs> Jeremy, like, why haven't you guys kissed? Why hasn't this happened? Like, this needs to be remedied. Like, what's up? All of you parents out there will get a kick out of this. This is your new solution to keep your kid from <laughs> kissing somebody before you're ready for them to kiss them. Apparently, Jeremy's father had told him if he still hadn't kissed a girl when he turned 16, oh, yes. his dad would buy him a, go fill in the blank, a truck. A truck, that's right. I was going to say it was either money or a vehicle. But a truck. I, truck. He would buy him. If he had not kissed a girl by the time he turned 16, <laughs> his dad would buy him a truck. Now, anyone listening, do we think Jeremy's dad was actually going to buy him a truck? No. No. Absolutely not. No. But we no were way. naive. I really thought that his dad was going to buy him a truck. Like, <laughs> I didn't know. Like, his dad, his dad actually lived in a different state. We knew his mom. Yeah. He lived with his mom. His parents were divorced. <laughs> like, I was honestly like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. But Lori was having none of this. She's like, no. Jeremy, this needs to happen. So, like, so, Lori, so I had my first kiss in the sixth grade oh. with Jeremy because our dear, fabulous Miss Lori oh, sorry. made sure <laughs> that this happened. And, of course, and see, now I can't help this sad twist on that first. Yeah. the sad twist in the story. Yeah. He, he actually passed away before his 16th birthday in a motorcycle accident. Good thing he gave me a kiss. He was the sweetest so boy. Sweet. I had this little bunny that he gave me. Wow. And it was precious. I would actually carry it around. It was like a little stuffed bunny that was named Precious. And it was really big in sixth grade to have these cute little boyfriends. These cute little boyfriends. And he was nothing. the cutest little boyfriend. He was so marvelous. And his yes. mom, his mom and I still keep in touch. She actually, I have a novel. We'll, we'll touch on that a little bit. I have a novel. And she actually came to my book signing oh. and had me sign the novel. She's so, yeah, his mom is still in touch with me to this day. And it's been a little while since Love since that. I was in sixth grade and would go to her house to, to visit my little boyfriend. Yeah, in the around the corner grade, from so. my house. Yes, he lived around the corner from your house. Yep. So. This is how important Lori has been to my <laughs> development. That my first kiss is partially because of this lovely woman seen right here next to me. One of my favorite stories yes. is we were in high school. I don't remember what year it was. 
because I'm really bad with memory after all these children. <laughs> but I remember her, were you boyfriend and girlfriend at that time? I don't know the story yet. <laughs> oh, prob- possibly. I don't know. And he was telling her a lie. Oh, no, we were not together. Okay. We were not together. They had been previously. Yes. My high school sweetheart. Yes. My high school sweetheart. We tortured each other after yes. we broke up. So this yes. is an off again thing. And I remember I went over to her because she's like, I've got to confront him. He's lying. And I might have found out he really was lying. And so she's like, come with me. We're going to confront him together. And I was like, let's do it. So we go up and he has these really steep stairs. She goes in and asks him and he lies to her again. She goes, tell me one more time. And then all of a sudden she slaps him across the face and in walks his mom. And I thought it was going to die. I was going to fall down the stairs and die because I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be, like, busted or whatever. But actually, it was really great. It was one of those moments that I felt like, heck, yeah, I am there for you. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We can do these things together. That's, I mean, there's so many funny stories about us. Period. Yes. Like, one time, her mom, also a funny story when we were younger, her mom went out of town and was convinced that we <laughs> stole all of the lights, like, the little light bulbs off of their Porch? We really didn't. It was Christmas time, so the Christmas yes. lights were up, and she thought we unscrewed all the light bulbs and stuck them in the mailbox. Yes, her mailbox. Yes. Your mailbox. Yes, and accused it. And I got grounded for it. Yeah, I got we grounded couldn't see for each it. other for a while. Yes, because we, and we never did it. We never did it. I saw, we also got grounded <laughs> because somebody's house got TP'd, and they thought we did yeah, it. they thought it was us. Because Lori's just this terrible influence. Apparently, I'm a terrible influence. <laughs> she, she did get me kissed. She did get me I kissed. I did get her kissed. <laughs> maybe I am a terrible influence. Maybe. Maybe. That's all there is I to mean, it. there are so many things. One, one of my adult favorite memories yes. is we were living in Portland together. Mm-hmm. And one time there was the county fair in Jackson County was huge for where us. We, this is the town where we were from. Yes, where we were from. And Kenny Chesney was playing. Yes. And so Sean and I both worked in Portland <laughs> at the time and were living in Portland as roommates at the time. And this would be like 20-year-old us. We decide to just get in the car, come down here for a Kenny Chesney concert. It's a four and a half hour drive. And we got off like a little early from work. But, but not that early. But yeah, I didn't explain to our employers that like we were just going to be like driving four and a half hours, going to a county fair and a concert for four hours, <laughs> and then driving four and a half hours back and getting home at like, you know, three or four in the morning and getting up and going to work the next day. But it that's was, what that you was do. one of my that's what favorite things that we ever did. It was just like, let's just do this. And she's like, okay, let's go. I mean, we just both, I think, decided let's do this. Anyway, this is just definitely part of our friendship. Yes. And we also, most recently, we went to Vegas together. I got yes. Lori away from... Best ever. <laughs> Best ever. Lori away from her family, which we mentioned that she's fostered a total of 27 kids. And you have how many kids living in your house Currently, right now? Currently, right today? now, 10. 10 today. kids. She has 10 kids in her home today. And she also <laughs> has three kids that are not in her home that are older. So she has, she's quite, she's mothered enough for both of us and three more people <laughs> besides. So she's done her share of mothering, but we got her away to Vegas and it was so lovely that I was there for a conference. And so we got uh, to spend evenings together. It was amazing. And yes. It this was, was so true nice. friendship. You guys, yeah. Someone thinks about you and thinks, you know what? She's stuck with kids every day all day and then invites you to Vegas. That is the true forever friend. 
Yes. Hands down. And didn't make her go dancing every night, even though I would love to. And I so know we, I would we have probably out. loved to at that point. But I think we were a little tired. <laughs> we were a little tired. We did more lounging by the pool and yeah. more. <laughs> Recouping. Yes. And Shake Shack. Uh, I love Shake Shack. So Shake I drag her to Shake Shack. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those type of things. Those type Shopping, of friendships. It was very fun. Yeah, all those type of things. Uh, yes. Let's do it again soon. Yes. So if you don't have friends like that, or if you have a friend that used to be a friend like that, you should reconnect with those friends. Yes. Those are good friends to have. Yes. It's important to have that connection. So, so that's part of what we want to talk about is yes. friendships at our age because we were both in our 40s, which is hard to believe. If you met us yeah. and saw us, you would never believe. We don't believe we're this age. No. She has in her house, of those kids, how many of them are six or under? Four? Now you're going to make me count. I am. I'm cruel. One, nine, <laughs> but we've got... She's got a number of them that are five. Five of them. of them are under the age of six or under. Uh-huh. So she has like a number of kids that are so young that you would never, ever guess. She was in her 40s. <laughs> if you saw her out with that, you think she was much younger. And people mistake me for my age all the time. So you wouldn't guess that we're in our 40s. But I feel like in your 40s, like relationships are so much different than they were so when different. you were, were younger. And the time you have to dedicate to relationships and friendships is so much different too. And I feel like the true great friendships are rarer yes as we get older because people get busy and they lose connection and they I don't know and it's hard to find someone who you know like sometimes you're not friends with their spouse or you don't like or do like or you have kids they don't have kids you know what I mean there's just so many things that people can't connect over and so I think that it's very rare at our age to have such a deep friendship yes you know long lasting Yes. And that's one of the unique things I think about us is that we have very different lives. Very different lives. Our whole lives lives have been very different. Very different. look back at it. Like high school, you were into drama and she was an amazing actress and great at singing. Like she did all those things. And I was like, you were in leadership too, weren't you? Our senior year we were together. we were all together in leadership. We came back together. But like we were very different crowds, very different friends, very different. Like, our lives were very different. But yeah, we've always connected, and yet... a familiar thread. Yeah, we've always done very different things with everything we've done. So we lived together. Yes. We lived together for a year, which was amazing. That could be a it whole... beyond amazing, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> best roommate situation oh, ever. We have stories about that Christmas trees falling oh. over, cookie fights that had our landlords coming People to knock on our doors. Our oh, my apartment. gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And Lori saving rats <laughs> from the neighbor who had snakes. And then we had pet rats. We had pet rats that went in our car with us. And we traveled this And then we again. lost them in our car. That, that happened, too. <laughs> that happened, too. So Having another boy roommate with us. I oh, mean, we did have a boy roommate. We did have a <laughs> Randy, Randy, if you're listening to this, we've lost track yes. of you. Randy from Canada. He's yeah, a firefighter. Canada. Randy uh-huh. from Canada. That's so funny. <laughs> yes. We had we had quite an adventure the year that we lived together. We went to community college and lived together yeah. for a year. And then and then both went very separate ways. I went to Louisiana. Yeah. I went you back, moved back to Southern to Oregon. Get serious about hygiene. Yes, get serious about dental hygiene. And you met the love of your life and got yep. married not too long after that no, and started having long. your beautiful children after that and I just kept going all these crazy random places all over and the you place. got to do travel 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 travel, travel experience travel. the world different but very different. we were always very close yes yes thing. and we definitely had seasons where we weren't as focused on each other but Absolutely. we've always been able to like connect deeply whenever we connect, which I love about us. Yes, we could go like months and months. It would always come back to familiar, trusting ground. 
Yeah, because I think we always have this nice deep base. Do you think we would have had that if we didn't live together? Do you think living together really cemented our friendship? That's a good question because I think that we made it through high school being very different. And our senior year, we kind of brought it all back together at the same time. So I think that was a big cementing, like, oh, look, I can have these friends. You can have these friends. But we're ultimately, we would still always do things together. We would still connect and we would still talk deeply about everything because we would share everything with each other and our mixtapes that we would make. <laughs> yes. You know, back in the day, that's what you did. Oh my gosh, we actually Dedication would record nights. letters. We would record letters. She was in New Jersey for a time as yes. a nanny. Yes. And I was back in Oregon and we would like record like yep. letters to each other yes. on tape and send each other letters on tape. And that was before we were roommates. <gasps> that's before we were roommates. But roommating was really cementing because yes. I mean, that was kind of a big we kind of moved into a weird situation and we had to be there for each other because yes, moved in and we're taking care of somebody and it didn't work out. Oh, I forgot about that. We got that. to take advantage of extremely bad. So her oh and I had goodness. to like bond together and yes. like, we're going to fight the world. Yes. But I will say that Shauna is definitely for me a forever friend. And also if you've ever heard Earl had to die from the Dixie Chicks, <laughs> as soon as I hear that song, Shauna would be the total person that would shove him into a trunk with me. Hands down, right? Like, I really feel like you're that person. Like, I'm that person. no matter where we are, what we're doing, yes. Earl had to die. Well, like, okay, the funny, the funny little thing we had to put about this, when Lori and I moved in together, the first party we had at our house, because we threw a yeah. Halloween party together, I wrestled her to the ground to get country music out of my stereo <laughs> because you could not play country music in my stereo at that point in time when we lived together when we were 19 or whatever else. And by the end of that time, <laughs> or shortly thereafter, we were like driving to country concerts and so they're working together. Yes. So this is how much of an influence this beautiful woman has been to me that she's like, Shauna, you love lyrics. You love what things have to say. You're you love a stories. person. You love stories. Yes, everybody. I love stories. Are you surprised? And so she found the way. And that's, I think part of the beauty of our friendship is we've always been able to help each other see other perspectives. hundred percent. Yes. That's one of the values of our we friendship. Were so different. So different that we could, yes. And yes. I, when I know I can't see things a certain way, I will call you yes. and be like, okay, help me out. What am I supposed to be feeling here? How am I supposed <laughs> to be thinking here? Because you know me better than anybody. And so she will like bounce those things off of me and be like, oh no, don't be so hard on yourself. Or, you know, yes. like you can kind of set me straight without being judgmental or telling me what to do. She just knows how to do it, you guys. Like, she knows me completely <laughs> and loves me. And I know that yes. what she's saying isn't going to be derogatory or judgmental or awful. But, like, she reminds me of the truth that I need to remember. And I think that's probably what's rare about adult friendships is how much history we have, A. Yeah. And, B, that you know me completely, that you know, oh, if I said this, I might piss her off. But she'll be able to accept it because it's us. Yes. Yeah. If we can take the hard truths and yeah. the reality from I each mean, other. I mean, because you would tell me the hard truths every day, which I love. I remember <laughs> there was a certain times where I was like, what? That is not true. You know, when we were petty. But then, you know, as we grow up, I think that's what bonds us and cements everything. Yeah, I know it helps to have that history, I think, yes. too. We were talking about, so there's this really good book that I'm really into right now called We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. It's very good. And there's this chapter in there where she talks about working with one of her clients and one of them has a annual friend review. <laughs> and so we were talking about this annual friend and we were both dying laughing as we were listening to it. And, and we see the importance of this, right? Where they say like, in this past year, like who I spent the most time with and was that 
friend there for me? Do we have fun bonding times? Are they someone who frequently complains and but they don't ever fix or change those things? Do I look forward to spending time with them? Are they somebody who energizes me or do they drain when I spend time with them? You know, so kind of like looking, analyzing, like who are the people you should have in your life? And so it was really fun to look at that. And we're both laughing at it. We're like, well, if we would do that every year. Like how many times we would have dumped each other? Yeah, <laughs> because... we probably would have dumped. Like <laughs> yes. there are some times where I definitely, Shauna's way been there for me more than probably I've been there for you for sure. I don't know if I would say that. But there are certain times in our lives that definitely. And there are certain times where I had to be yes. there for you more. Yes. Like, but I think if we would have taken that yearly inventory that year, Yes. We would have been like, oh, forget it. If that's just really a yearly basis instead of like this overall. Yeah. yeah. Because it may be like a year of I need you more yes. than you need me. And there may be a year where you're like, I need you more than you need. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so I think that the give and take continuously, I definitely don't feel like you ever drain me. So I think that we would never dump each other because I don't think we've ever drained each other. I do complain and I don't fix things. So don't dump me for that. <laughs> I don't think that. I see uh, you trying to figure things uh, out. I do. I see you trying to figure things but out. But sometimes it takes me a lot longer than probably yeah, the average think, person. No, not the average person. I think really? that you overestimate the average person. Maybe. Maybe that's it too. Shauna's really good at bringing me back to that too, honestly. like She's like, wait, wait, wait. It's not it easy. Yeah, it's not easy to shift yes. and change things. I think that you're trying to figure out instead of just being stuck in the same thing that you're yes. aware that something needs that's to true. give, that something needs to change. But what it is... Is, the is not easy. Hidden thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're and right. you're open to trying to figure out what that is. That's true. Yes. But you're not looking for me to fix things. And I get that you're not looking for me to fix things. I think we both get that about each yeah, other. I, I think, think that's a right. good element to our friendship is that we're not trying to fix each other or no. fix things. We're just like, oh, hey, what about this? Or point out the things. And I think that we're, we know each other's strengths so much that we're like, oh, remember, you're really good at this. Like, do I buy a gift or just send money? No, dude, you buy a gift because you're the ultimate gift giver. Like, <laughs> I know that about you. Like, yes. my kids are all like, Aunt Shauna's gifts are the bomb because they're very meaningful. Me, I'm a terrible gift giver. So you would tell me, yeah, just give them money. It's so much less stress <laughs> in your life right now. You know yes. what I mean? Like, there's def- definitely those things. It's funny because if you've been listening to the last few episodes, I think that I've been trying to do more of the thinking through. Yes. If you're problem solving or not, and the, the episode with Dr. Rishma, like talking about how good she was at like asking for what she needed mm-hmm. in her conversations and stuff and trying to introduce that. But I think you and I do that almost instinctively. So maybe that's so one too. reason why our friendship is so strong. Cause yeah, I did. I called her like, I got this thing for this graduation and I'm not <laughs> sure how to take this. Like I want to send a gift, but they're just giving me ways to send money. Like how do I handle that? And she could yeah. say to me, yeah. no, you send a gift. Yeah. And that's when I needed advice instead of just needing someone to like, Tell me sort of how I feel about this or just listen to right. me talk about this. Right. I think you're this. right. Like we are like, oh, hey, no, remember. Yeah. Because sometimes I think we forget that about our own selves, right? Yes. Like, you're right. I do like do amazing gifts. This is my strength, not my weakness at this time. You know, because we know each other so well and because we've really like stuck it out. I mean, we've been through some crazy stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Our lives have, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we need to write a yeah, book about our life exactly, someday. Exactly. Very Which if you, book. so that goes back. So this is a fun thing to touch on. So I have written a novel, which I don't know how much I've talked about this on the podcast, but my novel Beyond the Pear Blossoms. And one of my favorite praises for that book is that it talks about different friendships and the way that the girls are able to be supportive of each other. It's about 
life transitions and how you make those decisions and the people you surround yourself with and how they're support to that, as well as relationships just in general and making decisions about things. And one of the characters is actually based on Laurie. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which one. But one of the characters, how is that for you to have somebody like write a book and have a character I love it. The best part <laughs> is that I have, you know, adult, well, they're adults. They're 18 and 20, my oldest girls. And they're funny because they're like, wait, wait, mom, is this one you? Mom, mom, wait, wait, is this one you? And I was like, I don't know. Which one do you think it is? So it was super awesome. And it was like a total, it was amazing, actually. It was the Aww. biggest compliment. And I was like, she's doing her dream because I knew she would always write a book. She's a very good writer. Then it was, it had to do with us. And I was like, bah. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> I love you're because uh, you know there's a lot of quality people in that book yeah, apparently they was. all could be mom I know they're like wait mom is this what she's talking about is you I'm like read it keep reading you'll keep reading keep reading keep reading yeah, yeah I like it, it. Funny. I like it that's definitely a positive thing I definitely get into that that's kind of awesome <laughs> so with the other friendships in your life at our stage and age what do you think are some of the important things for maintaining friendships I think like I was thinking about people that I talk to daily it's definitely, we have a common thread. Like we're going through a lot of the same things in life. Mm, yeah. So I think that it's awesome to have those friends and friendships. I think that we support each other in different things and we understand each other. Like for instance, someone in foster care, they understand yes. exactly you don't know unless you know. If you're not living it, you have no idea. So that kind of a friendship is what we do. Like, okay, yeah. I'm doing this and what do you think about that? And mainly it's that does yes. that make sense? But I'm so grateful because I have different levels, not even levels of friendships, just different friendships. Like for you, you would know the whole picture. Yes. And these new friends that I have. And sometimes I feel like, okay, I don't want a new friend right now because it's a lot of work. Oh my gosh. When I moved to Washington, D.C., I moved there with somebody and turned to my partner and I said, I'm not making any friends. I'm only here. Yes. I'm only supposed to be here for a year. I'm not yes. making any friends. It didn't work. I still walked away with two good friendships. Yes. But I wasn't going to make any friends. I don't want any more friends. I have too many <laughs> friendships to maintain. I'm not doing any more friends. And I still walked away with two really good friends. And and I had a friend who lived there, actually, Lisette, who is, there's a second greatest fan of The Grit Show because Lisette is listening. And Lisette, this is your shout out because you are the second biggest Aww. fan of The Grit so yeah. She gets that. Her and Lori are the people who actually send me notes and keep me all excited yeah. on a regular basis about their comments. And I get occasional things from other fans and stuff. You guys, it means the world to me when I hear from you. So I really appreciate the comments and the different things from that. But Lori and Lisa are my two biggest <laughs> fans. They're great about like saying, oh my gosh, I really appreciate this. See, and that was a friendship that you weren't going to have. Yes. But it happens. I think certain friends just fall into place. And you know when your energy is good, like... Okay, this is worth keeping up with. Yes. This is worth. I really enjoy this. But then there are some people that I'm like, I can just feel like it's going to be draining. draining. Yeah. yeah. And, and those think, are the, like, I do agree with yes. from that book. That's the biggest indicator. If you have people that are energetic drains, yeah. that it's good to regularly evaluate. It doesn't even have to be annual. It could be monthly. It could be just whenever you recognize Yes. You shouldn't keep those friendships. Life is too short. And that's what I've actually decided. Like, I'm very much a caretaking kind of a person. Yes. Go figure. Yes. But, like, I love to make sure everyone's happy. And, like, I just want everyone to feel comfortable. And I don't like the exclusive person. I love it when everyone feels apart. But there are times where I'm like, I'm not going to be able to take care of this person. Because I do have more priority people, like parents, that I really do need to give my time to. That's not forever. It's just to help them get on their feet. But I can't do a needy friendship and 
parents that need me. Yes, exactly. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's why, like, having a friendship like you, like, lifelong. There's very yeah. few, like, lifelong friends that yeah. we ever come up. And I feel super blessed. I don't think we find this kind of friendship every day. No. No, it's not that easy. Mm-mm. And I think that as adults, I think there is something with recognizing when you have things like your work uh-huh. or if you're a foster parent right. or if you have other really big, important things that you're doing in your life that you find people you can connect with on those specific things. Yes. And that's those common interests is what a lot of friendships mm-hmm. are built around at our age. But there is a value. I think that in the same book that I was talking about that we should all be millionaires, she talked about how she did a concerted effort to reconnect with people she kind of disconnected with. And I feel like with a pandemic... Uh-huh. especially people yes. have kind of lost touch. I know with me moving a lot, you lose touch that there are people of value. And if you look back and you're like, this person did bring me joy. I, I enjoyed our times together. And I've for fortunate sure. for some really great people that have been in my friends for a long time. Yes. Some of them were drains and I still stay friends with them because that's what we do. That's what we do sometimes. <laughs> but there's lots of really great people who give so much and bring me so much joy. Mm-hmm. And it is good to reconnect and remember those folks, like when you start to feel like I don't have the friendships I need to put the effort into nurturing those yeah. old relationships to bring back Because I think that. we get busy. Life gets yes. busy. People yes. forget. And the pandemic did do something on people and their connections. But I think that you're right. Like you look back on that and think, oh, I really enjoyed that person. Yes. Like why have I not talked to them? Or, you know, maybe I wasn't there for them that much during this time. But I think that the real friends, they're going to get it. And they're like, oh, hey, it's been a long time. Let's just chat up, you know. I don't know. I think it's, yes, it's and very true. Though, and I think during, happen. like, my everyday life, of course, it's the common thread. Like, what are we living and, you know, who's doing what? You know what I mean? But it's yes. also important to get those forever friendship, right? Some of my daily people that I talk to don't get all of that because they don't know yes. all of that. Yeah, no, exactly. <clears throat> I think it's good to evaluate if you start to realize that you have more energetic drains to start, like, cutting off the draining yeah. relationships and then go back and find the ones to nurture that you were more reciprocating and yeah. you got more out of, I think it's important because we do only have so much time. Yeah. Yeah. I and it's good to like find those and to find ways to even do networking. Cause I know that like there's this Moxie women with Moxie group in Portland that I love that they actually have some just amazing women. Each time I go there, I feel like I find women with good energy and with like Fun. good connecting. So I think that as a minute, it's good to find women with good energy because those five people, those 95% of your connections are what makes that difference. Remember that was a 95% of your success in life is determined by who you habitually spend your time with and associate with. Dr. David McCollum, I think his name is. Yeah. Came up with that thing. He does like human motivation. So like who you surround yourself with and who you connect with. So if you feel like you have people that are draining, that are not moving the direction you want to be moving in, that don't get what's important to you. If you have people that are constantly the naysayers, yeah. that don't get why you're a foster parent, that don't get why you want to have your own business, that don't get why you want to have a podcast. <laughs> that right, just, right. don't support those things that you need to surround yourself with people that do that. So yeah. to find ways to kind of connect to more people like that. I agree. Yes. That's interesting. You, 95%. You, 95%. 95% isn't that amazy? Yes. 90, yes. 95% of your success in life oh, is success. determined. I agree with that because I tell my kids that daily. That. Like, remember the people that you surround yourself with. That's and how you're going to go where you need to go. Yeah. That makes a big difference in who yeah. that they kind of gear that with. So with your other foster parent people yes. that you've connected with, how did you find other foster parents to become connected to? It was really funny. A few of them... One was just getting a baby and needed a bassinet, and I reached out to her, and I can immediately tell, like, you are my people. 
That's awesome. You are the kind of foster parent I am. You love the bio parents. You really go in with both hands and like, let's do this. And so then we like started being co-parents. That's what we call each other now. Because she'll take my kids and I'll take her kids. And we just get it because we're the same. Even if they're hard, 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 like she'll take them. I'll take them. She needs help. I need help. A lot of give and take. Yes. You guys just huge. huge. And then another one was a foster parent way before I was. In fact, I met her actually as a hygienist. She was one of my patients, Ah, which is funny. And then we had talked about funny things like weight loss or, you know, things like moms. And I was like, I really like her. Like, I really just had this. And then she fostered and I just watched her journey. And at the time I was like trying not to foster anybody because I was like, no, no, I have seven kids just that I already have. That's plenty. Like, I don't, I really am good. I don't need more kids. And so then I watched her journey and then she was like, I know, but if you're really feeling it, like, you know, this might be Ah. your thing and this is what your calling thing is. And so I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then like, I needed help and I don't know. It was just interesting. And then now she's not fostering anymore. And she's like, Uh I don't know how you do this. Like, (laughs) how are you still doing it? But we have that common thread where she will get the crazy that I'm feeling when I'm feeling it. Yes. But like also not tell me you're a kid collector or like the things that people say sometimes are really, or like. So hurtful. Yeah. Very hurtful. Or like, how could you do that? Like, why are you taking another one? And Honestly, you're like, okay, well, it's not for everyone, 100%. But she gets when it's meant to be. Yeah, Yeah. and when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And you don't do it for everybody, but this is what we do. And she accepts that. I've had a few that I'm just like, "Mm, not my people. Yes, they're foster parents, but I'm just kind of like, nope. You know, like draining. I've been kind of watching that, too, because with 10 kids in your house, yeah. You don't have a lot of time to socialize. And so if I'm going to socialize, it's going to be with someone who I really love. So it know, needs to give back. It needs to be part of yes, the recharge. Yes. I love that. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Well, this is so good. I could, t- I could talk to you all night I and we could well. talk. Exactly. It'd be amazing. <laughs> so I want to stick it because it is the one year anniversary. What is your favorite episode of the podcast of The Grit Show? Oh my gosh. You guys, it's episode number six. It's about the cherry blossoms. The cherry blossom experiment and trauma. Oh my gosh, you guys, the cherry blossom. If you have not listened to it, (laughs) I actually was out to dinner with a bunch of girls and I was like, guys, you've got to listen to this because no matter where you are in life, there's always trauma, no matter with all of us, right? Yes. Everyday life. Like we all experience trauma one way or another. You guys have to listen to this podcast. It's freaking amazing. I had no idea... And it's helped me daily with the people I interact with. It just will help you in every day, the people that you see, the people you come in contact. Honestly, go listen to that podcast. It was amazing. Yes. Like everything about it. The funniest thing is that that episode isn't one that's gotten a lot of traffic. And I don't know if it's the title of it or what it is that throw people off. Maybe I should rework the title because it is about like the intergenerational effects of trauma. And this amazing study about cherry blossoms was just cherry blossoms have this immense meaning to me after learning about the study about how it can affect people in ways from generations before that you don't even know about it's like the invisible effects of something as 
innocuous cherry blossoms can come back to haunt other people generations later. Generations later. And so you gotta listen to the episode because it goes into better detail. It's so amazing. Like that's episode six. Hands out. I mean, I love a lot of them and a lot of them I will say, oh my gosh, Sean, I gotta listen to that. In fact, I tell her a lot that I need to go back (laughs) and listen to some because some of them I'm just like, oh my gosh, I need to like be writing that down because usually when I listen to the podcast, I'm multitasking, but it's always so amazing. And I'm like, okay, I got to go back in and learn about this and intermittent fasting or organization or there's so many that were so good. And some of them I'm like, what is this going to be? And then I'm like always shocked at how different my perspective changes. And I learn that's what I love about this podcast. Cause it's not, you're not getting the same thing every time Mm -hmm. and you're very much learning. I don't know. I feel like I learn and I grow. Growth on purpose. It's our tagline. You guys, I did, I did not pay That's her to true. say that. That's true. Growth on purpose. <laughs> she, she, she automatically, she automatically do that. that <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe she's heard that a time or two. I don't know. Something don't like know. that. Something <laughs> like that. Excellent. Well, good. So for self-care, uh, what do you do for self-care, Lori? So we can get a perspective of how on earth a mother with, with 10 kids in her house managed to find space for self-care. What okay, do you do? So Self-maintenance. Self-maintenance. We're trying to shift So here's the thing. It's funny because Uh I, for years, have been like, you're funny. I can't (laughs) go on a walk. I can't take a bubble bath. I mean, you know those little fingers that come under the door? They're not even little fingers. They just barge in and they're in the bath. So I'm just like, forget it. Like, whatever. So I have recently gotten some goats because (laughs) I have a little two-year-old who's lactose intolerant. And so I've heard goat milk is super healing for the gut. We live on a little farm, by the way. And so I got these the goats. Loony the loony Leal Farm. The Leal Farm. It is very loony. I'm it just going to tell you now. fabulous. So we got these goats. And so with goats, they need to be milked Daily. twice a day. Twice a day. Oh, wow. And no more than 12 hours apart from each other. <laughs> and so it's funny because everyone's like, well, why don't you make the kids go do this and feed the chick? We have pigs, chickens, and um, goats. And so they're like, why don't you make the kids go out there? And it's kind of behind our house like in the back pasture. So you have to walk a ways. And I'm going to tell you, it is self-maintenance because <laughs> five o'clock in the morning, because I have to figure uh-huh. out when I can do this so that everything else can get rolling and have a rhythm. Uh-huh. And during school, kids have to get up at 620. So I have to be done by six. So in the summer, I might as well just keep doing it. So five in the morning, I can see the sunrise. Mm-hmm. It's peaceful. You can hear the roosters crowing. You can hear the pig squealing. <laughs> she knows I'm there. She's really spoiled. Um, but I sit there and I milk and it's just like my time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I listen to music. Sometimes I just think about, okay, how is this day going to go? What do we need to do? Like, or I just do nothing. I just sit there. Or I call Shauna because sometimes we have <laughs> talked a few times yes. and had it like, you know, well, I'm collecting eggs and milking goats and talking to my pig. Like, very funny, but I never, if you would have said, Lori, your self-maintenance it's gonna in be high us. school is when you're going to be milking. I never, I would have been like, gross, never. I'm never drinking goat's milk. Never. Let alone milking a goat. Like, yes. no. But here I am. It's interesting because I think you just got to figure it out and what works for you yes. and what calms your self yes. instead of all the cliche things. Yes. Because, like, I love doing puzzles, but doing puzzles with a 2-year-old and a 10-month-old is not logical because they like to eat puzzle pieces at 2 yes, years old. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Finding a space and place for calm. Like, it's yeah. the one place you can have to yourself. Yes. And it's, like, interesting that that's the one place that I'm and finding then, it. Yes. 
but you found it. Yes. And Props I love it. to you. And it took a while. It wasn't it easy. It took a very long while because I just kept searching like what in yes. the world? And then I was like, Hey, and sometimes it's even when I make sourdough, like the new craze of sourdough, of course, but some of my kids are ADHD. And so they say diet really is big. And so just making bread, like mm-hmm. quiet, kneading it. If I get really angry, you can just like punch the heck out of this dough and be like, work it through your body, work it through the body. So, yeah, yep. it, interesting ways. But I think you just got to find those ways that get your body happy again. I love it. That's yeah. perfect. And I think it's great for everyone to hear that it's not simple figuring no. out what no. you need to do for yourself. No. And when you find it though, it may not be what you thought it was, but if it works, it works. And then to like guard it and make yes. sure you have that because it makes a difference. I love it. That's awesome. Wonderful. So then the other thing we could do for everyone is do our grit wit, which is like the takeaway they can take away. So I'm actually thinking that what we've talked about with kind of evaluating your friendships mm-hmm. And deciding if there are friendships that you need to kind of eliminate because I think that that eliminate or rekindle eliminate or rekindle. And I think that that evaluation of what's draining, I think is the biggest of all the questions, like who you've had fun with, who brings you joy, who you like to see, whatever else is great for remembering what you need to rekindle. But for like the eliminate, I think that's the the biggest factor is like who you feel like is a drain. And it might be because every time you talk to them, it's the same conversation every single time. And that maybe if it's a friend you've had for a long time, you need to be like, hey, like draw a limit or boundary with it. Because mm-hmm. that's a whole other episode about boundaries, right? We could talk to that episode and figure out how to draw boundaries to help that relationship if it's one you've had for a long time. But either to figure out how to do the conversation around boundaries for that or be able to say like, I just need a break from this relationship for a little while. I need to find something that's rejuvenating for me that's giving back to me. Yes. And if it's a manner of rekindling a friend you've had for a long time or to find, I love your stories of like, you're in this, this random person needed a crib and you found a way to, yes, to make your friendship out of it right? or found somebody you had a connection point when you went into foster care that you could like make a friendship out of that. Or if you go to find a group event to try to find like, who do you have things in common that make you excited about what you're passionate about yeah. to help up level you in the, the ways that are important. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like the person you meet at a school event that has a soccer event with your kids, like she just do that effort to kindle a relationship with someone right. who you feel like you might have some connection with, or to go back and say like, you know what? I have not talked to this person in five years. They had young kids. And I didn't yet. And I just had young kids, but I bet you they would have time now. Or like, this is somebody I worked with like five years ago. We don't work together anymore, but they made me laugh like crazy when we did work together. Maybe I should see if they have time for lunch or just even time Mm -hmm. to like start texting funny things back and forth and see where it goes. Totally. And I think to also look at who's not fitting it. Like they don't even ask you about your day. They just go on and on and on and on, which is great. Like you always need a soundboard, but you also need to be heard as well. I mean, and I think it's healthy to be like, I think sometimes I've went into friendships where I was like, oh, cool. This person's really awesome. And then I'm like, oh gosh, yes, it's so yucky. So I'm going to just kind of step back. I mean, I still think they're cool, but uh, yeah, not, not well, my too. person. Boundaries of where that person yeah, belongs totally. and how you interact with them and make space for the things that are actually going to give back for you. Yeah, totally. All right. So that's your grit with this week is to actually <laughs> look at that. See, evaluate, evaluate, evaluate and put some effort into the stuff you want more of in your life and 
push down and draw some boundaries around what you want less of in your life. Because 95% of success in your house. Yes, 95% of success is these people. So that's what you need to put the effort. Who are these people and what are they adding to my life? And, and what areas do I want more success in, yep. in my life? Like, am I having a hard time with my partner and I want people that have successful relationships with their partners and that's what I need more of in my life? Or do I need to have... Smart. more stuff with my kids and I want people that have like relationships with their kids I love or do I want to focus on business and is that where I want people to have more amber relationships with that so like totally. think about that even if that's where you want to upend and nurture those relationships and make it happen evaluate guys evaluate evaluate make it th- <laughs> I love it I love it make things happen that's awesome thank you so much Lori oh, is so busy you. you guys you heard how busy she is you can imagine how busy she is no yes and she I love I love and adore all of her children but her children take a lot of energy, y'all. <laughs> a lot of energy, y'all. A lot of energy. Yes. But Shauna helps to absorb some of that energy when she comes over because they adore her and Uncle Roby because, you know, those are kind of their people. Yes. It is funny, though, because one of the first times I came over without Uncle Roby, they're just like, where's where's, where's Roby? Where's the... I'm like, yes. I'm not good enough for you guys. Like, yes, he does get on the floor and play with you more, but look at my smile. Hello. How about me? Is not good enough? I've been around longer than he has. <laughs> Am I not enough? <laughs> yes, yes. That's true. Yes, true, yes. true. He is amazing, though. He obviously, is. obviously, yeah. I adore him, too. So, details. But thank you so much. You're so welcome. This is so fun. appreciate you being a part of the show and yeah, giving me feedback fun. on episodes. I love your feedback. And for everyone out there, I'd love for more of your feedback because it does make a difference. Yeah, it really does, I think. Yes. I need to write it down more so that more people could be like, oh, yeah, I thought felt that way too. But I'm finding time to do that is a little bit rough. But yes. I do find time to at least call or text her and be like, oh, my gosh, this was so amazing. Yes. Or sometimes just a cry in emoticon. You never know. Yeah. Or like, oh, I don't like that one so much. And she's like, okay, that's totally cool too. Like, that's yes. fine. How can we fix that? What yeah. do we do differently? Yes. I like it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It makes yep. a difference. Yes. Well, good. Well, thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to jump on over to Instagram and follow us at the.grit.show. And if you aren't already following Authentic Connections Podcast Network at 37 by 27, you should definitely be doing that as well. Don't forget, you are the only one of you that this world has got. And that means something. I'll be here next Tuesday. I hope you are too.